You're listening to Clouser on Business. Thanks for coming back. I'm Clouser, your host. Glad you're with us today. Well, it's hard to believe we're nearing the fall season. August is nearly over, and before long, the end of the third calendar year quarter will be upon us. It's my time of the year to remind business owners and those responsible for financial statement preparation and to those who assist in the company's tax prep to do some pre-year-end planning. It's great. It's a great time to get out in front of the year-end closing process. Hey, well, I'm happy to have with me today uh, Scott Belt, president and owner of Impact CFO Services, to help shed some light on the topic. Scott has been on both sides of the desk. He's worked in public accounting and also has sat in the CFO chair. Hey, well, welcome to the podcast, Scott. Clouser, thanks for having me. I appreciate the uh, opportunity. Yeah, well, you're welcome. Hey, well, tell our listeners... Um, you know about yourself, uh, your experience, and uh, what led you to you know starting your own uh, uh, CFO services firm. Well, I'm a native Oregonian that uh, grew up here, went to school here, and uh, started my career here in in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I out of school, I wanted to be a, a CPA and w- what that entailed, and so I put in my my indentured servitude to the uh, to the profession. Uh, that was a that was a long five and a half years, because ultimately I wanted to help add value to companies and help them grow, and I saw that as looking forward instead of backwards. And uh, most of the CPA profession is looking at today and and yesterday, and so I wanted to do that. And when I left public accounting, I became a controller and then a CFO. And when I was working in that CFO chair, ninety percent of the CFO's job is looked forward. And the other 10% is, what are we doing today? None of it is looking backwards, or very rarely is it looking backwards. And that's where I get my energy. And so working with companies to making sure they're planning for the future is really important to me. And I really wanted to do that on a long-term scale or larger scale. So therefore, I started Impact CFO Services to do that. And now I'm reaching out to good quality at CFOs to help more companies grow and learn um, because if it's just me, I can only help so many people. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- w- once you tell our listeners a little bit, uh, you know, I-, I call it fractional. Other people might call it contract CFO. Uh, how would you describe it? Uh, I think fractional is a good term because you are their employee for it, for uh, in a sense where you're there regularly and you're not there for a project. When somebody says it's a I'm a I'm a part-time CFO, they think of oh you go in for a project or for a short-term interim. But I, fractional I see as you're part of the team, but you're not there 100% of the time. You're there 20% of the time, 40% of the time, or 10% of the time. But you're part of that team long-term. And the fractional is a long-term piece, and that's where you can add the most value because you get to see things over a long period of time and you get to see how operations and finance and sales all integrate together to help them help the business owner grow their company. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when you were working in public accounting, what, what was it that, uh, that you thought maybe you'd like to go into a private industry? What was it that drove that? Uh, It was, I was always in last year. I mean, I would be working six months into the new year, but we're still working on last year's financials. Mm -hmm. And it was compliance work. And I'd, I'm not a big – I know – I understand compliance work is required in, in a lot of industries, and there's a reason for it. 
but I don't see where the value is added. It tells mm-hmm. you where you've been, not where you're going. Mm-hmm. Okay, very interesting. Hey, well, before we get into our discussion today, just a reminder that the Clouser on Business podcast is for informational and entertainment pur- purposes only and is not intended for tax, accounting, or legal advice. Please seek the advice of a CPA or your CPA and or your attorney if you need tax, accounting, or legal assistance. Hey, well, Scott, uh, into the topic today on uh, year-end planning, uh, from your experience working uh, both in the you know public accounting, accounting arena and in private industry as a CFO, uh, why don't you shed some light on uh, you know how you approach things uh, when you were on either side of the desk there? Well, in public accounting, we we were focused on prior years numbers and uh, making sure that they were right, which is important. You have to make sure you know where you've been before you can chart your territory going mm-hmm. forward. But again, I, it it was difficult because I live in the future, and a lot of times it's hard for me to be in the present. It's just my personality. It's who I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went and took a personality test one time at um, – uh, on training at a CPA firm, and and we were in Chicago, and there was a hundred of us in the room. And after we got done, there was three in my group. There was three <laughs> out of a hundred, and the majority of the CPAs were in one group. And it was, uh, it was basically it was, it, the person I was looking backwards instead of hey, you're looking in the future. And the woman came over and said, "You guys are the C-suite people. How are you even in public accounting?" How can you how can you live in the now so much um, to get through this? Mm-hmm. And we all kind of like, well, there's a means to an end. And that was the first time it, it really dawned on me that maybe this might not be my long term profession. <laughs> so, so within the uh, in the public accounting seat, was there uh, what what type of policies or procedures did the firm have to reach out to their clients? Uh, say at this time of the year to be sure that they were aware of anything or was that even done if it was i wasn't aware of it see okay because there may have been a a, what a relationship partner or something associated with the client possibly yeah a lot of times uh, the only when i started reaching out when i was the senior um, i would reach out to plan the the year-end audit or the review or the first personal financial statements or or whatever we were doing Mm -hmm. but it was it was to plan the audit. It wasn't to say, how can we help you plan for next year? And that never made any sense to me, like Mm -hmm. personally, but I was, I was a young, stupid 20 something that didn't know any different. And this is just what you did as a CPA. Well, we'll edit the stupid part out because you're not, but, uh, okay. (laughs) Okay. So, so you, so you switch seats. I'm not, I'm not saying that I, I'm any different than any other (laughs) 20 year old. It's just, that's the, that's the nature of being at that age. So so when you then so when you moved over into the uh, CFO seat, what type of things did you do or uh, for you know for the upcoming year end? Well, at this time of year, you're really starting to look. Hey, wh- and it, this time of year, I, w- I want to preface this as you're looking at next year's budget. But when you're forecasting, you're always looking at your numbers every month to, and then reforecasting forward. Mm-hmm. So I see forecasting and budgeting as two different things. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly for- focusing on 12 to 15 months out, and that's your forecast. Your budget is whatever it is that you're going to do in your fiscal year. 
Mm-hmm. So right now you're saying, okay, what are we doing next year? What's the, the calendar year? What are we budgeting for? Whether that's your capital acquisition, whether that's your um, hiring new staff, what is your sales focus? What are their goals? How are you going to get there? What are the metrics that we're going to have for next year? Mm-hmm. And that comes with what, what are we currently doing? What are we what are we currently doing that then justifies what we want to do next year? Mm-hmm. Because saying I want to open a new plant because we're at we're at capacity next year, but then you look at your capacity, it's fifty percent. Well, opening a new plant next year doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So what is it that the numbers are telling you that that can justify next year's purchases or next year's expansion or next year's whatever? Uh, so you're using current numbers to focus for next year. Mm-hmm. Uh- with the upcoming planning and uh, who who all on your team would you have had involved with that when you were in the CFO seat? Well, one of the one of the key players that most people don't include, which I have no idea why, is is their tax CPA because how you how you plan it for your taxes will directly impact your business next year, and not having your tax CPA involved. They're going to default back to how can I get them to pay the least amount in taxes as possible. Uh, any good tax CPA will tell you when, when they say, what am I going to pay in taxes next year? The the answer should be, what do you want to pay in taxes next year? Because they can manipulate it pretty easily to increase or decrease your net income and what you're going to pay taxes on. Well, that is key because if you want – to go get a loan and you want to get a maximum value loan for an expansion or for a cap for equipment purchase or or uh, working capital because you're going to be adding a lot of bodies next year well you want to have a, a big amount of net income that you pay taxes off of because that's the first thing they're going to look for to whether to approve your loan or not mm-hmm. and if you pay little in taxes or show a loss they're gonna they're gonna need your corrections like we're, we can't do that then that sends you to the secondary market where your interest rates are going to be much higher and the money is going to be a lot more expensive if you can get it at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, the key the key thing here, though, is that the your tax preparer should know how your current year is doing and where you're at because, um, well, maybe two, maybe two things, and you can speak to this. Uh, one, without knowing how your current year is going to end up or looks like it's going to end up, and, you know, like this year, we have some new tax laws in, into effect. Uh, and, again, I say I'm, I'm not a tax preparer, so uh, that's why it's important to talk to your tax preparer. But it's important that you communicate with your tax preparer now in order for, for he or she to know, you know, what is going on so they can be prepared and give you the best advice. Yeah, and, Clauser, that's key because you're, you're – tax preparer, your CPA, your EA, whatever whatever designation they have, needs to be plugged into your business to understand how to file your taxes or your business's taxes. And if they're not, you have to ask yourself a question. Am I looking at tax preparation as a commodity or am I looking at tax preparation as add value? Because if your tax preparer is having these questions with you this time of year or after September 30th at the close of the third quarter, that person is generally going to cost you more money. But they're going to save you in numerous ways down the road, whether that be in how, they're, how you're looking at your tax credits, 
how you're looking at your industry specifics. Are they an expert in your industry? Are they an expert in how, how many years of experience do they have? Do they just know how to file your your tax return, your 1040, their personal? Well, that's great. I own a corporation that's in manufacturing. There's a lot more intricacies in that. Mm-hmm. So do they have the expertise in your industry? And if you're always looking at the cheapest CPA, well, you're going to get the cheapest value. Mm-hmm. It's not a commodity. This is a big value add to your business, and you should look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should, should uh, as you were saying, they should be more of a, a partner with you than just, say, a, uh, a preparer. Uh, so to speak. So, what type of what type of things you, uh, would you say would be if you're sitting in the you're in industry and you're sitting in the CFO seat? What would be uh, some things maybe uh, you would uh, suggest to people to you know being sure that their tax preparer uh, is aware of at this point? I would make sure that you have you get a meeting on your calendar with your with your preparer your CPA. Uh, that involves the business owner, the CFO, the CPA, and any other key people that are going to help you on, along the way. Because you should, you should have a business plan, whether that's a 10-year a, a plan. You should have actually have a 10-year plan, a 5-year plan, and a 1-year plan, maybe even a 3-year plan. And how are you executing on those plans? And you need to have your key people in the room when you put these plans together. And if you have all these people in the room making the plans together, when you're putting them together, they're going to know why you're doing certain things. Because in a vacuum, everybody's ideas are right. But when you put them together with everybody – with the general business plan and all the other industries, when you, when you bring in your attorney, when you bring in your insurance guy, when you bring in your wealth management person, when you bring in your, your, your CPA woman – I mean, it, 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 when you have all those people in the room and they all understand where you're going and why you're going there, and this isn't just for your business. This is for you personally too. It all makes a lot more sense, and, the, and there's an aha moment. It's, oh, this is why we're doing it. Oh, I get it. Okay, yeah, now we're now there's more or maybe, emphasis or on maybe, it. Or maybe why – excuse me for interrupting. Or maybe why we're not doing this thing this year, yeah. but we're going to push it into uh, you know next year or – you know, maybe yeah. two years later or something. Yeah, there's a big there's a big plan on all of this, and and next year you might say, well, okay, we're not going out for a loan. Let's let's reduce our taxes, get more liquidity into the business, so we can put it in other areas. Mm-hmm. So uh, switching uh, maybe a little bit from uh, taxes now to uh, just you know say financial statement preparation. So uh, you know I'm sitting there, and uh, I'm in September now. I'm got September 30th is uh, financial statements done uh, what would what should I be that internal guy be looking to be sure I'm on top of uh, between now and December 31st well I guess that kind of uh, depends on let's think accountants answer it depends right mm-hmm. it depends on what what industry you're in but uh, I guess it's it's accuracy it's timing it's it's a lot of the things that in it's, it's to make you making sure you know where the information is coming from and where it's going. Uh, who are your key players? Do they have the relevant information to make the current business decisions that they have? Mm-hmm. Does does sales know where you are are at in accord to your your plan for this year? Mm-hmm. 
Does uh, HR know where you are in the plan? Does everybody know where you're at on the plan and how to execute on it? And are, is, the, is, the, is the reports you sent, are they accurate? Mm-hmm. You should be always be auditing your information. Is it accurate? Because if it's not accurate, then your plan's not. Yeah, I always thought it was a good time to, uh, you know, kind of shore up accruals and, uh, you know, be sure we've got, you know, you know, uh, you know, during the course of the year, we've added fixed assets, you know, uh, you know, to the books uh, to be sure that, uh, you know, depreciation and those type of things are, you know, caught up to date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, that, is that something that uh, was in your disciplines there? And yeah, and, and I think that goes back to the, just the accuracy. I mean, just double checking on the accuracy, make sure you, you're accounting for everything, you're not missing anything. Um, at year end, you always leave the books open a little bit longer to make sure you have uh, all the AP comes in that you that you need to get in there. If there's anything, um, any crazy year end adjustments that you need to make. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, it's, and monthly you should be looking at that, but it's a little bit more emphasis at the end of the year, whatever your calendar year end is, or whatever your fiscal year end is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, let's say if a business is, uh, you know, having difficulty uh, working through this process, maybe, you know, maybe they don't have a, you know, Scott Belt sitting there as a CFO or Clouser. Uh, if that's the case and you were you had the opportunity to talk to a business owner, what what might be one or two critical things that you would tell that, that business owner that, hey, just if nothing else, be sure, get this done? Have a plan for next year. What is your plan for next year? And how are you planning on uh, accomplishing it? I, a lot of times business owners, they the year-end calendar rolls over and it's just business as usual. Mm-hmm. As opposed to saying you're constantly looking to next year and constantly looking at pushing yourself to accomplish your goals and it, it's really easy to get into complacency and the old adage is if you're not growing you're dying and once complacency hits it's 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 not a bad thing but it is an, an infectious thing mm-hmm. and if you're not pushing then nobody's pushing mm-hmm. and i and having a plan about how this is what we expect to do this year puts everybody's feet to the fire and then having the metrics to measure them against it. And you're not trying to be a jerk about it. Mm -hmm. You just said, this is the company's goals. Mm -hmm. And you've talked to your top leadership about what are the goals that we're going to do. And then this is what we're setting everybody accountable for Mm -hmm. next year. And whether it's you in a vacuum coming up with the goals or you coming up with your key leadership team to come up with these goals or something, but you, you have to have something to push yourself constantly because otherwise complacency sets in and that's a bad place for businesses to be at times. Yeah. The thing I've found, uh, it's just, sometimes it's just hard to get people to sit down and even think through those things. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about a forecast or, uh, uh, you know, putting a budget together or something, but it just seems like people. Uh, I'm making a general statement here, but I've just I I, I could tell you a lot of uh, instances where you just can't get anything out of the people who should be knowing what their business should be doing next mm-hmm. year. Well, as I had a business owner I was um, just recently uh, talking to, and he goes, "What are, what's the things that you do at Impact that 
that is um, that sets you apart. And I was like, well, I don't know if it sets us apart, but this is this is how I see a good CFO does. They figure out what your goals are as a as an individual and a business owner. See how your historicals are, and then you set your plan in place to how are you going to then accomplish your goals that are based off of your historical information, and then you set your KPIs or key performance indicators together to hold yourself accountable to set your plan your mm-hmm. that is going to reach your goals. And then he said something to me that, that it was a little bit of a shock because I didn't expect it to come out of a business owner's mouth, but I, I guess this is more common than, than, than I would anticipate is, what if you don't have any goals? I don't know how to answer that yeah, question yeah. besides go find some. <laughs> But I think that's uh, the big thing is uh, that's if you don't have goals, maybe you've reached them. Maybe I don't know, but it's it's time let's let's sit down and and, and make some. Well, I think a lot of people have an attitude of I'll just take what I, I'll just take what I get when the year's over, and uh, you know I'm familiar with one process where uh, it actually turns it around where uh, the planning and the uh, analysis is one where the ownership take gets is kind of guaranteed up front that they're going to get what they are that they're desiring to get out of it and then causing management then to run the business predicated upon that Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of people that that's how they go i mean they'll just go through the year and hopefully there's something left over well yeah i just don't i don't think there's much wisdom in that Mm -hmm. uh, that way of thinking yeah it's just getting in your car and starting to drive. Where are you going to end up? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. I've written on some things where, uh, and I've, people are probably getting tired of hearing me uh, say this, but, you know, you ask a business owner about what, what we're talking about. Hey, where are you going to go next year? What do you got planned for the next five years? And you can hardly get anything out of them. Ask that same person where they're going on vacation this year. They can tell you when they're leaving, where they're going, how they're getting there, what they're going to do, and 10 million other things associated with it. And if that same passion about their vacation was poured into their business, they would have the best of both worlds. They'd be going to a lot better places for vacation and <laughs> and having a uh, – And doing it more often. Yeah. Hey, so uh, in summary here, um, uh, how can uh, – so we're, we've been talking about year-end planning, both on a tax front, maybe some things you need to be doing uh, – inside the business to get your books uh, squared up before year end and not miss any opportunities uh, to take advantage of some tax things and uh, some other uh, ongoing business uh, opportunities. But uh, how can a firm like Impact CFO Services uh, help companies that maybe don't have uh, that person in the seat uh, to do all this? Well, first it's – you want to reach out we're, we're always willing to talk to any business owners but if if you're if you're wondering hey i got i think i got some goals but i'm not quite sure how to get there or i'm growing really fast and it's starting to scare me because i'm not sure if we're gonna have enough cash flow to to get us where we need to go uh, or i don't have that i don't know that i have the right people on the bus but they're the people i got um Give us a call. We can come in and talk. Uh, I have one of our contract CFOs is, is uh, going to walk through one of our clients. Not it's not his client, but it's an, another one of our contract CFOs. Ask him to come in. He's going to do a walk through on their manufacturing. New fresh set of eyes, and that's the that's the other thing. 
we're not in your echo chamber of your own bubble. We come from a fresh outside look. And it's not just impact. It's, if you get any good CFO out there, they'll do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I just like to think we have the best. <laughs> but the idea is a fresh set of eyes that's going to come in and hold you accountable as a business owner to your goals. Not our goals. These are your goals. This is your plan. We're going to help you write it, but it's your plan, and mm-hmm. we're going to hold you accountable to it. And if you don't like the plan, we'll help you change the plan. <laughs> but Mark, it's – yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's not our plan, and that's that's the thing that uh, that we have to keep in mind is if we're helping you with your plan, we're executing on your time schedule, and we're going to hold you accountable to that. And it's and it's it's not a good or bad thing. It, it's we're going to do that, and hopefully we're doing it to the best of you. Of, we're meeting all your expectations and hopefully exceeding those expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think the uh, I think the payback for uh, the business owner, the client, is that uh, we understand and you understand that not all businesses can afford uh, having a CFO with the ex- with the experience, education, and knowledge that uh, some of the people that work for you do. And so it's a it's a way maybe to you know to get a portion of those uh, services to help you know, with strategic planning or, you know, getting uh, the financial and accounting records, you know, up, up, the, up the speed. And well, that's the best part of a fractional is you can't afford a full-time CFO because they're expensive, especially if they know really what they're doing and they're in, if they are um, an expert in your industry. Mm-hmm. But if you're paying for them a fraction of their time, whether it's half a week, half a week, of, uh, three days a week, two days a week, half a day a week, one day a month, uh, whatever that is, you get their expertise on a fractional time and you only pay for the time that they're there as mm-hmm. opposed to you're eating their whole salary. And that's hard to do when you're a, when you're a three, five, ten million dollar company to to eat a two hundred plus hundred thousand dollar salary. So so if you're that business owner or business that maybe struggling a little bit with uh, these year end uh, processes, uh, you know Please, uh, please reach out to Scott and uh, Impact CFO Services. Hey, well, we're out of time for today. Uh, thanks again to Scott Belt of Impact CFO Services for coming to discuss some insights on uh, year-end planning. You can find more about Scott and Impact at impactcfos.com and also at clouseronbusiness.com on our uh, guest page. I hope the insights and the discussions are helpful to you as the end of another year is quickly approaching. Please be sure to tell your friends about us and remind them that we're on iTunes, TuneIn, Podbean and Stitcher Radio, and always at ClouserOnBusiness.com. Well, all for now, you've been listening to Clouser on Business. <laughs> <laughs>